what's up great people this is your host jb the great and you're tuned in to episode 16 of crypto and chill as we start today off man to some to a lot it may be a little bit of bad news and we're going to get straight into it it's the sec and ripple case here we are again with another delay and you guys won't believe the <laughs> the reasoning behind the delay and it's go I'm, I'm gonna read the i'm gonna read the actual case i'm gonna read the actual filing and it was filed jointly so that means it was filed by the sec along with ripple on a joint filing so they, they both filed it together which makes seriously but it reads dear george dear judge torres pursuant to rule 29b of the federal rules of civil procedure and rule ic of this court's individual practice plaintiff securities and exchange commission and defendants ripple labs inc bradley bradley garlinghouse and christian a larson jointly and respectfully request that the court extend the close of expert discovery to february the 28th 2022 february 28 2022 now that's a that's a that's about a month and two three weeks close to a month and two three weeks delay after what we thought the end of of expert discovery was going to be um on the 19th originally on the 14th but they did a delay um not long ago and they extended it to the 19 because they said they just needed one expert to uh and finish their deposition right so now here we are expert discovery is currently scheduled to close on january the 14th 2022 with their with the exception of one deposition to be taken on january the 19th 2022 the parties have disclosed a total of 16 expert witnesses so if they have deposed um 16 expert witnesses i'm assuming it is is what eight on both sides depositions for eight of those 16 experts will have been completed by this week okay so they're just now starting to do the depositions so depositions of eight of those 16 experts will have been complete completed by this week so I guess it's what four and four, four for Ripple and four for the SEC. However, due to the spike in COVID inspections, I mean, <laughs> despite, however, due to the spike in COVID infections, particularly, particularly in New York City, related travel difficulties and unanticipated personal matters for certain expert witnesses. The parties request leave to postpone the remaining expert depositions to February. The parties have agreed that the remaining expert depositions will take place in February, regardless of the state of COVID. If granted, the requested relief would not impact any other deadlines in this case. For these reasons, the parties respectfully request that the court grant their request to extend expert discovery to February 28, 2022 for good cause shown. The 
parties have submitted an ex exhibit A here to uh, proposal order reflecting this joint request. Now, first thing that comes to mind when I read this is they file it jointly, right? And if I'm not mistaken, um, one of the last filings where the SEC requested a extension resulted in Ripple saying how they were against they were against it and actually filed a motion um, showing how much they were against it, how it would impact their business, and you know they need a, a speedy resolution and all of this stuff. So now all of a sudden they file respectfully jointly for another delay second thing that comes to mind is the reasoning behind it which is COVID now in this motion they didn't say that someone contracted COVID they didn't say someone was out sick with COVID they didn't say someone's family member had COVID they didn't say any of that they said that it was the widespread of COVID the spike in COVID infections if nobody that's being deposed contracted COVID why is this thing being delayed you gotta ask yourself is there something going on behind the state, behind the scenes and it, 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 it kind of it seems like it it seems like now I'm not, I don't want to put any conspiracies or anything out there but for you to delay a major case something that's harming your business in this country for you to delay it and respectfully file it jointly so it is is, are people on both sides SEC side and Ripple side are they both scared of COVID which then doesn't make sense because the third thing that comes to mind is they say regardless of how COVID um let me make sure I'm reading it right Anticipate the person matters, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the parties have agreed that the remaining expert depositions will take place in February, regardless of the state of COVID. Now, that's the third thing. COVID has been going on for how many years now? Nobody is delaying anything that, you know, shutting down businesses and, you know, social distancing and, that and all that stuff, but we're in an era we're in a day and age of technology where zoom is at your fingertips video chats are at at your fingertips why would you postpone why would you delay this high profile this high profile case why would you prolong it to another month why would you do that If you're so afraid of COVID, why not just uh, why not just use Zoom? Why not use a team meeting app? Why not use some type of video chat app? Like we see Gary use all the time. I believe he's maybe he's afraid of COVID, which is why he never leaves his living room. Why not do like Gary? Get on a video chat, Zoom and conduct your deposition 
if you're that afraid of COVID. But for neither side to have a rebuttal against this, it, it leaves one to think that there's it, it has to be something going on in the background. They didn't just all of a sudden come up with this. Like, say for instance, like you're you're a lawyer and you're you get word from the other side, like, hey, we need to extend this. We're scared of COVID. Right? Come on now, let's let's think logical people. You're a lawyer and you're defending a company. And you have depositions already scheduled to be conducted. Your first, your mindset is okay. This thing is going to be wrapped up next week. Expert discovery is wrapped up next week. Then all of a sudden, you get a call from the the, the side that's suing you, the the people that's suing you. You get a call say, "Hey, we need to delay this uh, due to um, COVID. We're scared of COVID." Then you'd be like, hey, so did someone, did some of your depositions catch COVID? Do some of them have COVID or something? They say, no, no. We just, uh, we're just scared of, of the rapid, you know, the spike in COVID going on. Nobody has it or anything. You know, we can't, we're just, we're just afraid of COVID. You know, nobody has it or anything like that. We're just um, afraid of all the spikes in the reports that has been going on lately. How, how would you respond to that? How, how would you feel? You'd be like, oh, hell no. If you file that motion, we're, we are going to file a response motion. We, we're going to file a, a motion in response to that. Stating how we are against your motion for a delay. That's what we're going to do. Right? So, that's just that's me. That's my personal opinion. But like I said, it, it leaves one to think that something has to be going on in the background. There have that there has to be some type of settlement talks, something, or maybe both sides have gotten word that Congress is gonna actually step up and release some legislation. And on that topic, let's go to Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer uh, released a tweet yesterday, and he stated. New digital currency legislation coming soon with the eyeballs, with the eyeballs emoji. Y'all know the little eyeballs to eyeball emojis. You know, if you tweet, if you text, whatever, the little emojis, and you see the little two eyeballs. You know, when you send two eyeballs, that means like, hmm, I know something you don't know, and it may be good. Because nobody, usually nobody sends you two eyeballs when it's relating to something bad. You know, usually when you send two eyeballs, it sends like, it's like it's a good sign that I know something you don't know, but you, you're gonna be excited when you hear this. Just wait till you hear it, just wait till you see it. That's what the two eyeballs represent. No, no, normally eyeballs don't represent something negative. And we all know Tom Emmer has publicly stated that he don't believe XRP is a security. So with him saying this, and with the delay coming in, a request to file uh a joint motion to request a delay, a delay coming the next day after Tom Emmer releases this tweet about legislation coming soon. What if both sides have gotten word that hey, Congress is about to step up and release this legislation? And what if it causes the whole case to be dismissed? 
legislation could actually bring that much clarity and could possibly use XRP as an example within the legislation. And some of y'all may have heard that and be like, oh no, there's no way they're going to use XRP as an example. But think about how all the safe harbors and everything was coming out back in 2018 or what have you that used Ethereum as the examples, used Bitcoin and Ethereum exit as examples for to try to provide some type of clarity. And, and you know, uh, from the uh, Perkins and Coy um, safe harbor proposals and what whatnot, but it's not out of the question that they, it could possibly use XRP as an example within it. And if it used XRP specifically as an example within the legislation, this whole case is over with. It's over with. But then you have to go back to Tom Emmer's tweet and say, hey, you say new digital currency legislation coming soon. I responded to that. How soon? Very soon. Very, very soon. Or very, very, very soon. So give us some kind of update. And then that goes back to uh, what we had last week. We saw where um, Bill Hemmings, Robert Jackson, Mary Jo White, um, Stephanie, and someone else, Perez, I think that's his name. They're all supposed to be meeting, I think, on the 24th, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't have the information pulled up. Um, I think they're supposed to be meeting on the 24th or sometime past the 20th of this month. All of those people are meeting, and it has... Here the side, here here are the views from both sides, defendants and the plaintiffs, and all everybody that that was going to be on the panel is related to either Ripple or the SEC. And when the free pass for Ethereum happened, everybody is 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 related. So, with that being said, on top of all all of this that's coming out, I mean you. This may be a, a this may be I, I I'm not getting my hopes up because this case can drag out for God knows how long, but this case could possibly have some some major major outcomes this month. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I'm just speculating. I don't know, but with the things that are being spoken of, this case could have some major major villains come out this month you know but like i said i'm just a speculator man i don't i don't you know i don't i don't i've lost all hope for this case you know whatever happens happens the judge still haven't ruled on the dpp documents yet but i'm assuming that she's going to rule in favor in favor of ripple because if she wasn't why would it be taking her this long to release a a a, a ruling on the dpp now, if it was going against Ripple, she would have been came out and said, oh, no, all of these are DPP um, covered. All of these documents are covered by DPP. Um, you guys won't be able to get on of it and we'll be moving on with the case. Boom. But with her taking so long, you got to think. Maybe she's dotting her T's and carefully explaining herself 
dotting her I's, crossing her T's, and making sure she's carefully explaining herself as to why the SEC has to turn over these documents. And she's going over it and going over it because DPP is a sensitive is a sensitive topic, especially for the government. So when you're when you make a ruling on that, you got to make sure your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Especially when you're giving it, when you're forcing them to give it to the company. But I think that's going to go in favor of Ripple. Now, how it goes in favor, it may be partial. It may be a few documents that Ripple get. It may be a few documents that they don't get. She may, like, she's been making rulings that kind of go in both ways. So she may be, she may say, hey, you can get Ripple. You all can get all the documents related to XRP specifically. And you may get a few documents related to Ethereum. But you may, you're not getting any documents related to Bitcoin. Right? Or she may say you're not getting any documents related to Ethereum. And you're not getting any documents related to Bitcoin. The only documents you're getting are related to XRP. But who knows? I could be completely wrong. She may say, Ripple, you're not getting anything. It's all DPP. But I highly doubt that happens. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't take it to heart if I'm wrong about things. You know, if it, it is what it is, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, cool. But, you know, we shall see. And as we're talking about it, Ripple is currently trending right now. I don't know why, but Ripple is currently trending at 19.1K tweets. I wonder if there's something I don't know. Let's check it out. Let's just see what, why Ripple is trending. Let's see. Axis Bank launches Ripple-powered instant payment service for retail and uh, corporate customers. Ripple-powered instant payment. And then we have David Swartz. Retweet if you think Brad Garlinghouse should get an XRP tattoo that matches Ripple tattoo. (laughs) Brad has a Ripple tattoo. Still scrolling, people. Ripple and Palau, let's show me now a new law in Palau, which makes it so that nothing from district residents can get. Ripple and Palau, USD IOU XRPL partnership, and now a new law in Palau. Uh, Ripple is just trending. I don't see anything major going on. Nah, I don't, besides the, um, the expert discovery um, delay. I don't see anything major going on um, for Ripple. You know, Ripple is, of course, a great company, and they've set out on a mission that you know that could possibly change the world. If Pencilnet Gary, shout out to Digital Asset Investor, if Pencilnet Gary Gessler get the hell out of the way, you know, we can go ahead and have a, a innovative United States. But as long as pencil neck geek Gary is in the way, um, it's going to be hard to do. But let's check out this uh, this article. Um, Axis Bank partners uh, Mikasu pay for seamless for seamless net banking experience. Um, Axis Bank's Axis Bank announced this partnership with uh, Minica's Pay to offer the smoothest net banking payment experience for its customers through a biometric authentication solution. Um, 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 ripple, ripple, ripple. 
going on with Ripple. I guess Ripple, they just had Ripple in the title. I'm kind of trying to quickly scroll through this article to see what, what's going on with Ripple, but I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. All right, let's go back out of here. Um, and it's something about Tom Emmer I wanted to um, bring up as well. So let's go back to Tom Emmer. Um, right after Tom Emmer um, made that tweet about legislation coming soon, he the next day, yeah, today, today about two hours ago, um, he announced that he was introducing a, a bill prohibiting the Fed from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to individuals. Here's why it matters. Let's go through the thread and check it out. Let's see why it matters from Tom Emmer's perspective. As other countries like China develop CBDCs that fundamentally omit the benefits and protections of cash, it is more important than ever to ensure the United States digital, digital currency policy protects financial privacy, maintains the dollar's dominance, and cultivation and innovation. CBDCs that fail to adhere to these three basic principles could enable an entity like the Federal Reserve to mobilize itself into a retail bank, collect personal, connect, collect personal, personal, identifiable information on users. Um, oh, this thing just, I think it's tripping. Yeah, identifiable information on users and track their transactions uh, indefinitely. Not only does CBDC models um, raise single point of failure issues, leaving Americans' financial information vulnerable to attack, but it could be used to it could be used as surveillance tool that Americans should never be forced to tolerate from their own government, requiring users to open an account at the Fed to access a United States CBDC will put the Fed on an insidious path akin to China's digital author with tyrannism. Damn. Okay, Tom Emmer. I don't know that word before. Uh, any CBDC implemented by the Fed must be open, permissionless, and private. This means that any digital dollar must be accessible to all transact on a blockchain that is transparent to all and maintain the privacy elements of cash. In order to maintain the dollar status as the world's reserve currency in a digital age, it is important that the United States lead with a posture that prioritizes innovation and does not aim to compete with the private sector. Simply put, we must prioritize blockchain technology with American characteristics rather than mimic China's digital authoritarianism out of fear so Tom Emmer man is really it's not a gimmick for Tom Emmer his support for uh, innovation in the United States citizens it's not a gimmick at first I was thinking it was a gimmick maybe he was just tweeting just to gain fans of the crypto space but Tom Emmer has been non-stop advocating uh, for this space and making sure that it's done right and properly It's not, and, not, and also he's not one sided he's not like one-sided for Bitcoin, right? So to where you got people like uh, Senator Loomis 
where she seems like because she's invested in Bitcoin, it seems like she's kind of one sided. And the the last time I saw her on, um, I think it was Squawk Box on CNBC, I believe. Um, don't quote me if I'm wrong, but she was on there and stating how so a lot of digital assets needs to be treated differently than Bitcoin. So it's going to be in her legislation how. She, she stated that Bitcoin is is number one. There's nothing better than Bitcoin and this, that, and third. But you have other currencies, other other crypto assets um, that are are far more better than, than Bitcoin. You know, XRP to name one, XLM, HBAR. Uh, so we're we're not gonna XDC. So people like that, you got to be weary of, like like Loomis. But I, I support Tom Emmer. Because he's he's on a level playing field. He's not one sided. You know, he's not. He don't have he don't have the laser eyes, the red laser eyes representing Bitcoin and all that stuff. He's level headed. You know, it's look like looks like he he thinks for itself. So it's it's all fine. And Danny, I, I, like I said, I support um I support Tom Emmer on that man. I support him on that and everything he does. And then next, speaking of the Fed, um, we got, um, hold on, let's see if I can pull it up, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, sorry people, pulling it up as we speak. Hope you guys are doing good out there, though. Hope you guys are staying COVID-free. I'm trying to get this fair charge of Jerome Powell, because he spoke on, um, he said that le- the legislation is ready to go or something. He said the report on digital currencies are ready to go. good thing because we've been we've been waiting on the fed document for the longest now i think this is it right here thank you guys for having patience man you know it's it's some things you just gotta act you know at at the whim so all right u.s lawmaker hints at upcoming crypto legislation as jerome powell says fed will soon release report on digital currencies the report is ready to go, and I would expect we will drop it. I hate to say it again in coming weeks, said Jerome Powell. So in coming weeks. So Ripple delays. Ripple and the SEC delay delays expert discovery over a month. A little over a month. They delay it to February the 28th. We have Jerome Powell, Fed chair, saying that their report is ready to go and, and will be coming in a couple of weeks. So... At his confirmation hearing in front of members of the Senate Banking Committee, Federal Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the agency will be releasing this report on cryptocurrencies within weeks. Addressing Idaho Senate Mike Cropo remotely from the the Durgerson Senate office, 
building on Tuesday, Powell said the Fed's report on digital currency wasn't quite where we needed to get it, but would be released soon regardless. The Fed chair cited changes in monetary policy as part of the reason for the the delayed report, which is expected to address policies surrounding the possible rollout of a central bank digital currency in the United States. It's more going to be an exercise in asking questions and seeking input from the public rather than taking a lot of positions on various issues. Although we do take some positions, said Powell, the report really is ready to go and I would expect we will drop it. I hate to say it again, in the coming weeks. Powell's testimony comes the same day Minnesota Representative Tom Emmer hinted on Twitter that he would be unveiling new legislation related to digital currency without providing specifics. It's unclear if the upcoming bill will be aimed at fixing the definition of a broker in the infrastructure law, which took effect November 2021, or another regulatory path to encourage innovation in the crypto industry. Let's hope it's the last one. We need we need regular a regulatory path that encourages innovation here in the United States. Sorry guys, it's a, it's a train here. Um, so if you hear it over me, I'm sorry. We're going to try to talk over it. But during his time as Fed chair, Powell has suggested that there was no rush in the U.S. releasing a digital dollar, despite other countries, including China, moving ahead with CBDCs. In December, he spoke in favor of stablecoins, saying they could be a useful, efficient, consumer-serving part of the financial system if they properly regulate. If they are properly regulated, should he receive more than 50 votes once his nomination goes to the full Senate, Powell will be reconfirmed as the Fed chair for another four years. So we know. <laughs> with that being said, we know. He's he, he is gonna release something that's in favor of cryptocurrencies. We know that because he, he he's I'm pretty sure he's trying to get that Fed chair again for another four years, and this is the only way to get a good amount of vote from the crypto industry. They they from the industry he know that the crypto industry is very large and well organized, and will come together if anything. Is put out bad that could harm that could harm and affect cryptocurrencies here in the United States. So I would assume that this this Fed release report within the coming weeks is going to be positive. I can I can it's bet dollars to donuts. I'm pretty sure it's going to be it, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be positive. You know these people are you know voting is going to come around. It's, it's right around the corner. So these people, man, these people are going to be doing any and everything to establish your vote. So make sure you let them know, man. Make sure you let them know on, on Twitter. Keep at it. Keep at it. John Dean released a uh, an updated thing on his crypto law where the, the message is already pre-written. You know, go to crypto, um, crypto law. I think it's crypto Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Because we got to. We gotta stay at it, man. We gotta stay at these folks' neck. Crypto law. Crypto law. Let's see, let's see, let's see. It's crypto-law.us. That's it. Crypto-law.us. Then click on the little um uh yeah, crypto-law.us. 
then when you click on it if you're on your mobile phone click on those little three horizontal lines at the top left go to that then click on um, document library once you get on document library scroll down to connect to Congress click that scroll down a little bit it takes you about 30 seconds the message is pre-written the subject is pre-written and property uh, at the SEC message body the SEC's enforcement actions on cryptocurrencies have involved the appearance of improperties and conflicts of interest among officials and should be investigated attorney John Dean who represents over 63,000 digital asset holders in an ongoing action against the SEC has compiled evidence that SEC officials may have colluded with outside partners to regulate cryptocurrencies in line with their personal financial interests. Here is a link to Dean's summary of evidence. The SEC on the Gary Gensler has refused to address these troubling questions, resist the FOIA request, and ignore media reports. The stonewalling must end if there can be any faith in the markets and government oversight. And I'm asking that you please write to the banking committee to demand an investigation into the SEC enforcement practices on cryptocurrencies and the potential conflicts of interest among those responsible for issuing guidance and taking enforcement actions. And then you go down, you don't even have to touch that. You don't have to touch the subject. It's all in there for you. So all you got to do is enter your information, Mr. First name, last name, Mr. or Mrs. First name, last name, email address, home information, only your street address and your zip code. That way it can determine who to send the messages to that represents your state. That's all it's for. So once you do that, you can sign up for Crypto Law Newsletter and then send your message and boom, you have now contacted Congress and you have done your part to help the crypto asset space. Boom. That's that. But back to the topic. Um, At least three seats at the Federal Reserve's Board of Governors will be open to nominations from the U.S. President Joe Biden in 2022. Following the departure of, of Following the departure of uh, Clarida, who yesterday announced he had intended to resign on January 14th of uh, ahead of his term expiring, Biden is reportedly considering Duke University law professor Sarah Bloom Raskin to join the group of seven governors, in addition to economists Lisa Cook and Philip Jefferson. So, people... We just got to continue to make it a big deal, man. We got to continue to be heard. Period. You got to continue to be heard on here, man. You got to continue to be heard. That's all it is. Contact your Congress. Go to John Dean on Twitter. Go to your Congress on Twitter. Send them DMs. Send them tweets. You know, do all that. Do all that. You know, this is a nonstop fight, man. This is this is like one of the uh, a life changing opportunity for us. And U.S. investors, we got to fight. We got to make our voices heard, right? This is a, a great, the crypto space, man, the crypto space is, is a great opportunity for us to change our lives. And even if we're not changing our lives, it, it can better our lives. You know, make a little hint. You got some companies that are actually using the innovation and, and, and technologies, and you know, but it's some people out there that just want to invest in it. So you got the best of both worlds, you know, choose your investment wisely. But if it was up to Gary Gensler, he would only allow it to be for accredited um, investors. So we can't have that, man. We got to, we got to, like, we got to keep our foot on the gas and, 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 and stay at it. Period. Period. People like Gary Gensler, man, is a disgrace to the United States. He's a disgrace, you know, and I express my disdain for Gary Gensler. 
a lot on Twitter. If you follow me at JV the Great, Gary Gensler, man, I have like it. I don't know if it's because I've been paying more and more attention to our government. You know, as the pandemic has happened, um, as the new crypto asset classes has been catching more steam and getting more mainstream awareness. I don't know, but I have never felt a disdain towards a government official until Gary Gensler came along. This man really came from MIT, learned about and taught cryptocurrency all within three years. Everyone thought he was going to be a a huge, a, a major proponent for the crypto class, the crypto space. Once he got hired as the SEC chairman, and then it's like he just flipped the script. It's like he just got completely bought out once he got that chairman position. Or, like I always say, maybe it was a, a, a disguise. Maybe it was a plan of his to make it seem like he was a, a great candidate for that position. By going to get a couple of years to teach and learn about crypto. And, you know, of course we need somebody that's crypto knowledgeable to be leading the SEC so they can take reins of this new crypto asset class. So Gary Gensler knew he had to play a part by going to MIT and teaching and then hosting lectures and all this stuff about cryptocurrencies when all alone he really wanted to kill the space he really wanted to slow down the space he didn't want to boost it and and, and encourage innovation and and help provide clarity he didn't want to do that you know he was on cnbc he was on squawk box um yesterday i believe yesterday or day before yesterday um and he yet he they brought up a question about ripple and ethereum again and they just asked him like hey do you is, is Ethereum a security? Once again, the typical Gary Gensler, he scurried around the answer and he, he didn't even answer. He didn't even answer. He don't he don't speak on particular projects or whatnot. Even though even though Bill Hemmen, the same people Bill Hemmen gave guidance to with his speech are the same people that Gary Gensler is responsible for. And like myself myself, I have Ethereum. I have it staked. So, I deserve to know if Ethereum is considered a security. Therefore, these exchanges like Coinbase and Bitrue and Ledger Ledger Company and everyone else that has Ethereum staked or whatnot, we we all deserve to know if Ethereum is considered a security and if if so, if a lawsuit is, is being prepared or if they're on the investigation you know or what because if a if a lawsuit just comes out of nowhere while we have ethereum staked that cannot be unstaked we cannot get our ethereum out until ethereum 2.0 comes and then while our ethereum is staked it goes to zero once a lawsuit comes because there's no way ethereum can win a lawsuit pertaining to selling unregistered securities it's no way ethereum can do that even if they settle they would have to settle in a way that admits to them selling unregistered securities so they can't fight it and they can't settle so ethereum would be considered a security if a lawsuit ever came so we deserve to know gary gessler exchanges needs to know so we can unstake our ethereum if you guys consider ethereum a security or not simple 
simple. I, I, I guess he don't he don't see it like that, man. Which totally is is he he does not deserve to be in that position. He can't provide simple answers. He does not deserve to be in that position, man. And that's why I have so much disdain um, for Gary Gensler. So sorry, I got a little off topic. Um, speaking of Coinbase, uh, here's another article that came out about 18 hours ago. Uh, Coinbase announces early. A Coinbase announces nearly the entire company will shut down for four week-long breaks in 2022 to allow workers to recharge. Major U.S. crypto exchange Coinbase will be giving its employees one week off each quarter in 2022 okay, to recharge after long days and long weeks of intense work. In a Monday blog post, Coinbase Chief People Officer L.J. Brock said nearly the entire company will shut down for four separate weeks this year as part of an experiment in in allowing workers to recuperate after completing intense workloads. Man, I wish... (laughs) I wish every job thought like that. I sure do. I wish every job thought like that. Giving employees one week off each quarter to recharge. Customer, I mean, nowadays employees don't, don't, it's like they don't care if they're burning their workers out. They don't care. You know, they, their only focus is getting the job done. And I'm not, I'm not talking about these um, remote jobs to where you get to work from home or whatnot. Even even people that are working from home, I don't, I don't know how their hours are, but they got to sit in front of a desktop all day. Especially if it's like customer service related, speaking with customers, looking at desktop, looking at document, making sure data is inputted correctly or whatnot. But you also got these mission critical frontline frontline uh, 24-7 operation jobs as well. Where you're out and about and dealing with customers and dealing with issues within whatever city you're in and you know they, these are 24 7 operations and these type of employers don't understand that employees are being burnt out both mentally and physically you know and it's like they they don't care they don't but that's another topic man that's another topic that is another topic back to the topic um Brock said the exchange's employees aren't necessarily limited or aren't necessarily limited to 40-hour work weeks and may have to pivot at a moment's notice, uh, seemingly creating the potential for burnout. We realized in 2020 that many employees weren't taking enough time off to recharge, either because they didn't want to force their teammates to cover for them or because they didn't want to fall behind on their work, said Brock. We knew this was unsustainable so we scheduled a recharge week at the end of 2020 and two recharge weeks in 2021 when nearly the entire company was shut down um subsequent employees surveys made it clear recharge weeks work coinbase added the announcement comes as many u.s workers are pushing back against unfavorable job conditions often resulting in changing careers or quitting without a a, a definitive plan a trend many have started calling the Great Resignation. On Telegraph reported in September that positions requiring expertise in crypto and blockchain, blockchain increased in 2021, with many co- companies now offering crypto payments to capitalize on spaces semi- seemingly growing popularity and attract new workers. So, sounds good to me, man. Kudos to, kudos to Coinbase 
for uh, thinking about their workers, man. A lot of employers don't do that. A lot does not do that. Um, in other news, um, speaking of stable coins, um, U.S. banks formed group to offer USDF stable coin. Founding members of the USDF consortium include New York. Sorry about that guy. This my this my dog. I don't know what he's over there doing. Sound like he's uh trying to stir up some trouble. But um, First Bank and Sterling National Bank. A group of U.S. banks plans to offer its own stablecoin called USDL in a move to tackle concerns about the reserves behind non-bank issued equivalents. The group, which is made up of institutions backed by the Federal Deposition Insurance Corp, FDIC, one of the industry's key regulators said the coin addresses the consumer protection and regulatory concerns of non-bank issued stablecoins. Founding members of the USDF consortium include Cenovis, the 48th largest bank in the U.S. by assets, according to MX Technologies, New York Community Bank, number 45, First Bank, number 88, and Sterling National Bank, number 77. The consortium wants more financial institutions to join. While stablecoins play a role in the broader crypto e- ecosystem by offering traders and investors secure entry and, ex- and exit points because they are pegged to assets such as fiat currencies, there is concerns about the, uh, the opaque nature of some of the reserves that back up non-bank stablecoins such as Tether's USDT. Coindesk joined a court case earlier this month seeking access to documents received received by the New York Attorney General's Office and YAG from Tether. USDF would be a bank-minted alternative to USDT and Circles USD, USD coin, USDC, which account for the lion's share of the $170 billion stablecoin market. USDT has a market cap of $79 billion and a 24-hour trading volume of $56.5 billion. According to CoinGecko, USDC has a market cap of $44.5 billion with a trading volume of just under $3 billion. USDF will operate on the Providence blockchain and will be redeemable one-for-one for cash from any of the group's members. The consortium sees the stablecoin being used for applications such as capital call financing and supply chain finance. News of the consortium's plans emerged in November last year when Figure Technologies met with U.S. regulators to discuss issuing such a stablecoin. Hmm, looks, looks like USDC and USDT got some competition, man, USDF. Looks like they got some competition. If USDF gets on, uh, let me see if it's on, um, Coinbase or anything. USDF. If they get on, on exchanges, man, it may be some major competition. Major competition. USDF. Uh, yeah, there's a. Is this the same USDF I was just reading about? It is listed on here. Um, Folgery US. Folgery USD price. Folgery USD. Over 
Hmm. Now it's not tradable, but um, USDF. Hold on, let me look that up real quick. US USDF. Make sure it's the same one. Will be a bank minted. Bulgari. Hmm. We shall see in the coming days or in the near future. I assume. But we shall see. And then we got Iran to allow crypto payments for international trade. The Central Bank of Iran, or CBI, and the Ministry of Trade have reached an agreement to link the CBI's payment platform to a trade system, allowing businesses to settle payments using cryptocurrencies. The Mirror News Agency reported Monday. <laughs> Alariza Payment Pack, Iran's Deputy Minister of Industry, Mine and Trade, and head of Iran's trade promotion organization, or TPO, said that the new payment mechanism is expected to be finalized within the next two weeks. We are finalizing a, me- a mechanism for operations of the system. This should provide new opportunities for import- importers and exporters to use cryptocurrencies in their international deals, Payment Pack reportedly said. He added that the government should not be ignoring the economic, the ec- uh, the e- the economic and business opportunities of the crypto industry referring to major private cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. The Iranian government is reportedly preparing a mechanism to enable the use of cryptocurrencies in international trade. All economic actors can use these cryptocurrencies. The trade takes the rubble, the rubble, the rupee, the dollar, or the euro, which he can which he can use to obtain cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, which is a form of credit, and can pass it on to the seller to import it. Since the cryptocurrency market is done on credit, our economic actors can easily use it and use it widely. The CBI did not immediately respond to Cointelegraph's request for comment. This article will be updated pending new information. Cryptocurrencies are here to stay, man. They are here to stay. When you see moves being made like that to settle trades internationally using cryptocurrencies, I should let you know, man, cryptocurrencies are here to stay. I said make your investments in them wisely. And then the last topic I got for you guys, Kim Kardashian. This is for you people that like to hear celebrity news. I got a little celebrity news at the end for y'all. Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather sued by investors over alleged crypto scam a class action lawsuit accuses Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather uh, of artificially inflating the price of cryptocurrency Ethereum Max the celebrities made false or misleading statements about the little known token and social media posts the lawsuit claims Ethereum Max <laughs> Ethereum Max has lost around 97% of its value since early June, leading some investors to label it as a pump and dump scheme. Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather are being sued over allegations they misled investors when promoting a little-known cryptocurrency called Ethereum Max to their millions of social media followers. A class action lawsuit filed last Friday in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California accuses Ethereum Max and its celebrity promoters of working together to artificially inflate the price of the token by making false or misleading statements in social media posts. 
once again guys if y'all hear something in the background it's my dog um he's over there fighting one of his stuffed animals so i apologize for that uh kardashian caused a stir last year when she made an instagram post promoting an ethereum max token are you guys into crypto kardashian wrote this is not financial advice but sharing what my friends just told me about the ethereum max token really kardashian including included the hashtag ad in the message suggesting she was paid to promote it it's not clear how much kardashian was paid by ethereum max though estimates have placed her fee per sponsored instagram post in the 500,000 to 1 million range meanwhile mayweather endorsed the token in his boxing max with youtube star logan paul ethereum max was accepted as payment for tickets to the event a move the lawsuit claims boosted trading volume sharply mayweather also promoted ethereum max at a major bitcoin conference in miami and was subsequently uh, booed off stage. <laughs> Mayweather doesn't appear to have disclosed information, disclosed payment for his promotion of the token. The lawsuit said the lawsuit claims that plaintiff Ryan, uh, a New York resident, and other investors who purchased Ethereum Max token between May 14, 2021, and June 17, 2021, suffered a loss as a result of the celebrity's conduct. Ethereum Max has lost around 97% of its value since early June. Wow. Leading some investors to label it as a pump and dump. Definitely what it was. Gary Gensler, pencil neck geek. That's what you should be going after. Not crypto that are actually trying to solve a real world issue. Where you at now, Gary? Make a comment on that. Scheme, pump and dump scheme where scammers attempt to boost the price of an asset through false or misleading statements. The accusation features in uh, Hugo's lawsuit, which accuses Kardashian and Mayweather of shilling Ethereum Max. Ethereum Max has no connection to Ether, the second largest cryptocurrency, the lawsuit said, adding its branding appears to be an effort to mislead investors into believing the token is a part of the Ethereum network. Representatives for Kardashian and Mayweather were not were not immediately available when contacted by CNBC. I bet they weren't. A spokesperson for the Ethereum Max project disputed accusations that it was running a scam, a scam, stating the lawsuit was riddled with misinformation. Yeah, right. This project has prided itself on being one of the most transparent and communicative projects in the cryptocurrency space. The spokesperson person said, we dispute the allegations and look forward to the truth coming out. Ain't that's what they all say? Why is it when a person gets sued or come and get sued, they say that? We dispute the allegations, look forward to the truth coming out. And then at the end of the case, the truth comes out and they, they don't look no better than when the, when the lawsuit was filed. It's not the first time celebrities have been in hot water for cryptocurrency endorsements, much to the eerie of regulators. In 2018, Mayweather was charged by the U.S. Securities, Securities and Exchange Commission with pumping an initial coin offering a controversial crypto crowdfunding method. Mayweather paid over $600,000 in a settlement with the SEC without admitting or denying the regulators' finding. In September, 20, in September 2021, Charles Randall, chair of the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, singled out Kardashian's Instagram ad for Ethereum Max in a speech warning about crypto scams. Randall said that while he couldn't say if Ethereum Max, Ethereum Max was specifically was a scam, Social media influencers are routinely paid by scammers. Listen to this, people. Social media influencers are routinely paid by scammers 
to help them pump and dump new tokens on the back of pure speculations. So, take out of that what you will. Be careful when you follow when you're following these um, these social media personalities, these these people on Twitter with major followings, these people on YouTube. Be careful when you're buying assets based on what they're telling you. Be careful because they just because they're a major influence and a major personality doesn't mean that they have your best interests at heart. So be mindful of that. Be mindful of all scams. Don't click on any links sent to you uh, via text, via email. Even if you get a phone call, don't don't submit any paperwork. Always go to the official website. Go to the official app. If any app tells you, hey, you just made a payment. Or you just made an order, or you get a you get a message, an email from a crypto company saying, "Hey, we're going to do this. All you got to do is give us your crypto. We're going to pull it. Do not ever do it. If you want more assets, buy it the right way. Don't listen. Don't fall for these scams. Don't do not click on links. Don't ever open up a link. Listen to your text. Don't don't do not click on the link. Immediately block the number. Delete the message. Delete the email. Block email if you can." block the senders anyone who's sending you any type of links do not trust it do not click on it please don't click on any links people and with that being said man it was your host again jb the great i hope you guys enjoyed the show man continue to tune in subscribe to the uh i don't know if you can subscribe i think you can follow the um i think you can follow my podcast uh stay on the notification side of it i think depends on where you're listening on Depends on what you're listening on. Um, whether you're listening on Anchor, or Spotify, Apple, um, I think it's a way you can stay tuned and, and get notifications. But it's been great, man. Like I said, it's your boy JB the Great. Y'all stay blessed out there, and I'm out.